Hello, my lovely family. This is another beautiful episode in the prophetic. And our topic for this particular episode is signs that God is opening your eyes to see more in the prophetic. Okay, some of these signs are going to shock you or surprise you because to many they have appeared as something negative and to many they've appeared as if they're maladies or sicknesses or diseases. But I want to show you how God works. And before I show you how God works, I'll show you how the devil tries to imitate the things of God. I also want to show you how the devil tries to block the things of God. Now, one of the signs that God is opening your eyes to see in the prophetic is what we call sleep paralysis or apnea, sleep paralysis. Now, this is a demonic thing, no doubt, but it's a sign that you're prophetic. Okay, remember the devil only attacks if you're going somewhere. If you're going nowhere, the devil will not help, will not bother with you. Like critics, most critics don't, you know, the devil doesn't bother them much. In fact, the devil has them under lock and key. So they only wag their tongues as they try to tear people down. The Bible calls them pigs and dogs. The Bible says we should give our precious things to pigs and dogs because they'll trample them underfoot and then turn around and tear you down. You see, there are certain people that must not receive some beautiful things from you because they're pigs and they're dogs. Okay, I can see my beautiful daughter, Miska, with sunlight. She says, Daddy, I love you so much. Glory to God. Okay. Now, sleep paralysis. A lot of you have experienced this thing where you're sleeping and maybe before you fall asleep, you suddenly feel like you are not able to breathe. And in some cases, something is sitting on your chest. And in some cases, you cannot talk you can't lift your limbs. You feel like there's a heaviness on you. And you can feel that there's a presence with you at that, at that particular time. In some cases, people actually hear sound and noises. In some cases, people actually see a person coming in, especially to their bedroom, sitting on their chest and stopping them from breathing for a moment. And they can't talk, nothing. So the only way most people have learned to defeat this spirit, a demon, is to think the name of Jesus in their minds. As they think the name of Jesus, suddenly the thing lifts and they're able to breathe again. And in some cases, there are people who, with their eyes wide open, that thing happens to them. Their eyes are wide open. It's just that they were about to slumber. They just snoozed a bit, you know? Just a bit of a snooze. They dozed off just a bit. And as they were dozing off like this, as their eyes are still open, they can't talk, they can't breathe, and suddenly they enter into the spiritual realm where you can hear other sounds or see things or even see spirit or see people, or even see a group of people. For a moment, you can be transported to some other place. That's a sign that God is using you as a prophetic person and the devil wants to stop it. You get that? Your ability to see demons means you're a prophetic person. It means your eyes are opening. Because you saw the demon coming in to stop you from breathing. Sometimes they try to choke you. Sometimes they make a lot of noise in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of the kind of noise you hear in your ears, persistent cricket-like sounds, are signs that the Lord wants your ears to hear in the spirit because those are spiritual noises you're hearing. 
Because other people can't hear them. You're the only one hearing them. So as you hear that shh, shh, like some radio signal that is getting lost. You know those old radios, the way we used to fine-tune them? And then as you're looking for the signals, you hear sounds like shh, shh, or some whistling of the wind, like a howling in a desert. You are literally hearing spirits. And it takes a prophetic ear to hear such things. Now, most people think, oh, I'm crazy. Something wrong is happening. No, there are demons you're hearing. Now, if you can defeat those demons and cast those demons out, you'll start hearing very clearly the things the Spirit of God is saying. You'll hear them so clearly. So sleep paralysis is not a good thing, but it's an indication that you are prophetic because you're able to sense what's going on in the spiritual realm and you're even able to exert pressure against it. There are people who go through it, but they don't know they're going through it because they're fast asleep and they have no senses. They can't sense a thing, okay? Now, Adam, if you continue saying you're so sick, then continue being sick. I've taught you many times that you shouldn't say I'm so sick because death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. If you love talking sickness, sickness will stick to you. So can you please stop talking negatively about your own physical body? I've told you this over 10 times now. So I'm going to rebuke you. And if you continue like that, I'll block you. Okay? So don't say, I am so sick. Because that's your statement. You get saved by, by confessing Jesus Christ. Now, if you confess sickness, you will be sick. And if I pray for you, the sickness will go. And then you confess it again. Fight the disease. Don't confess it, okay? If you continue like that, I'll block you. Because I've taught you over 10 times the right thing to do. You know, an opportunity comes to rebuke as well. A lot of people who are unwell are stubborn as well. They don't take advice. You need to take advice now, Adam. Okay? You need to take advice so that you can be healed. There is a way healing comes. The, the fact that you're unwell means you don't know how. So I need to teach you how. And the best way to be healed is to confess life, not sickness. All right? You can say, I am feeling sick, but don't say, I am so sick. Because you're identifying with a disease. We cannot remove something from you that's yours. Don't identify with the sickness. Say, I feel this way. Pray for me. And we don't do magic. These things happen by faith. That means you need to focus on the word of God. Focus, concentrate on the word of God and you shall be helped. Okay? And the rest of you listening to me, miracles and the things of God happen when you focus on the word of God. They happen by faith and they are progressive, not instantaneous. It is not a drug given to you to alleviate pain. No, it is a process of growth. And you have to go through it the very same way Jesus went through the cross. You must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. A lot of Christians are so weak and beggarly and lazy. And that needs to stop. Let's carry on. Now, sleep paralysis. You see, this is how the church ought to. The church ought to grow up. Yeah, There's so much dependency on ministers. And I've been teaching for almost two years now. Don't depend on a minister. So I teach people how to prophesy, how to hear God, so that you can hear God for yourself, how to interpret scriptures, how to interpret dreams and stuff like that. Glory to God. All right. There was a moment of just straightening things. Apostles are people of order. Okay? And they bring order in the body of Christ. So if you've been going through sleep paralysis, if you've been going through sleep paralysis, God is teaching you something very significant. He's teaching you 
that you are a prophetic person. Now take authority and fight the demons. You see, Moses was a prophet of God and his prophetic anointing became strong and powerful when he went to fight the Egyptians. You see, David was a prophet and his prophetic anointing became powerful when he confronted Goliath, a type of a, a, a devil. You get that? For God to use you in the ministry, you have to defeat the enemy. Don't cry. You've got to defeat the enemy. You've got to conquer those difficulties. If God's going to use you in finances, you'll suffer financial difficulties at first. But when you conquer the difficulties, your riches open up. When God is going to use you in healing, your body will feel sick. If you conquer that sickness through correct confession, reading books about healing, listening to... Um, teachings on healing, watching videos on healing, and knowing scriptures about healing and confessing and quoting those scriptures consistently, then when your body is healed, you become a healer to others as well. When God wants you to prophesy and the demons are sitting on you and messing with you and making noises in your ears and troubling your eyes and troubling your brain and all those parts of your body, when you conquer that by the word of God, you shall help others as well. That's how ministry is built up. Glory to Jesus. So Christians, take the word of God seriously. Take the things of God seriously. Stick to the word. Stick to the word. Stick to the word. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And this is found in the word of God. I emphasize the word all the time. There are many ministers who tell you, you don't have to pray, you don't have to fast. Just come and see me and you'll be well. That's magic. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is based on faith. Jesus himself said, your faith has made you whole. Before your faith grows, you'll continue being sick. When your faith has grown, then when I say healed, my faith and yours combined will bring you the healing. Jesus always said, your faith has made you whole. It is your faith. Now, if I pray for you and you get healed, or if I prophesy over you and things start happening, and you're not growing in faith, you will lose it. After some time, you lose it. The devil will steal it from you. Read the book of Matthew chapter 13, Luke chapter 4. Yeah? The devil steals the word given. Remember, some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air ate them up. Because this person received the word of God, but he didn't understand it. So the devil stole the word. The devil can steal the word of God. So you've got to grow in faith. You've got to grow in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. I can see Francis online. He says, good evening, my apostle. God bless you. Love you so very much. Glory to Jesus. My precious wife says, love you, my darling. I'm so blessed by the teaching on the prophetic. I love you so very much, my chichi, my lulu my beautiful wife. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want the church of Jesus Christ to grow up so that people stop being too dependent on prophets and preachers. Instead, you focus your eyes on Jesus. Okay? And how do you focus your eyes on Jesus? Hear the words I teach you. Go and practice them. They'll work for you in the mighty name of Jesus. A lot of people are doing business in the church. That's why they make the church weak and beggarly and trouble so that every Sunday you depend on this man of God. So the man of God, the ministers of God start looking like some superheroes. When every one of you has been called as a king and as a priest, every one of you, that means you can rule and reign 
in your life and on earth. And you're a priest. That means you can do spiritual sacrifices to God. Your lips giving praise to God, worshiping him, declaring his word, and operating as the believer mentioned in Mark chapter 16, that these signs from verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. Yeah? In my name they shall cast out demons, they shall speak with other tongues, if they shall pick up serpents, and if they drink anything poisonous, it shall not affect them. You see, and they shall touch the sick, and the sick shall recover. Those are signs of anyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Now, it doesn't matter how painful that the situation is. It doesn't matter how much your head is aching. It doesn't matter how much your body is aching. Believe the word of God. The word of God will change that which you're feeling. And then you'll have your victory. If you're not able to do that, then the devil will kill you. He's a murderer. He kills. He kills. Okay. Glory to God. So sleep paralysis. Feeling paralyzed when you're just about to fall asleep. Or you wake up and when you're half awake, half asleep, suddenly you hear these noises and something sits on your chest and you feel pressed down. That's a sign that you're now sensitive in the spiritual realm and you're able to pick out. You're able to pick out spirits as they come to you or as they engage you or as they try to attack you. And when you think the name of Jesus, Jesus, just thinking it, this spirit is defeated by the name of Jesus. Why? The Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that it's Lord. The name of Jesus is the name above all other names. A time will come when you will not be um, so stifled by this thing. You'll be able to talk and you'll be able to say, in the mighty name of Jesus, I command you evil spirit to get out come out and you start breathing in and out and you get the demon out and you see that particular time when sleep paralysis is happening you are actually in the spiritual realm and that's where we who are prophetic get information from okay so you start seeing this spirit but usually people start by seeing evil spirit then they defeat the evil spirit you have to defeat the goliath first before you become a king not really before you become a king before your kingship manifests, you already are. You already are a king. But for your kingship to manifest, you must defeat that Goliath first. You must defeat that demon that brings headaches all the time. You must defeat that demon of back aches all the time, stomach ache, and all those terrible diseases. Defeat them by your word, by your word, by your confession. Cast them out. You breathe in and out and tell them, come out of my body in the mighty name of Jesus. And then be a person who is disciplined and focused in the things of God. And I'm telling you, after a few months, you'll find yourself stronger and stronger and things will get better and better. But these are signs that God wants to use you as a prophetic person. If God has called you as a prophetic person, you'll get what people call in quotes, demonic attacks. They are not demonic attacks. You are entering into the spiritual realm and you are engaging spirit. You are seeing them. It's not an attack. You are defeating them. Of course, they exert pressure against you, but you ultimately defeat them. That's not an attack. How can you be attacked when you're the one winning all the time? These spirits come your way. They've never succeeded in killing you. So it's not an attack. It is a training ground for you as a soldier of Christ. The Bible says, quit ye like men. You know, the Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So adversity comes, but don't faint. Stay put. Stay strong. The Lord is with you. The name of Jesus above all other names. Okay. Christians need now to become strong. There's too much begging and too much crying and too much mourning in the body of Christ. And it needs to stop. 
How do you beg and mourn and you have the name above all names? How do you beg and mourn and you are connected to God's continuous supply system? Why do you continue in poverty and penury when God Almighty owns the silver and gold? He says, silver and gold are mine and all that is his he has given to you. You've got to step up now as a child of God. Take your place. Make your declarations. Trample snakes and scorpions under your foot. Rule and reign in this life with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Glory to Jesus forevermore. So many Christians, so many Christians are so weak. Why are you so weak? I can see Apostle Matthew is online. He says, good evening, Papa, with love from your son. I'm watching from Nigeria. God bless you so much. You are, you are a son that makes me proud. I thank God for you so much because I've known you for less than two months. And you have just turned your life around and you're turning your ministry around and you're turning your finances around. You're a typical example of those that we need to emulate. We've not met face to face. I'll tell you, man of God, I've met so many people face to face, but they are still mediocre in this life. There are people who have just chosen mediocrity, you know? There are people I meet face to face and their lives just don't change. And these are people I only meet on text. Can you believe it? And on videos. And their lives are changing. Prophet Matthews, uh, uh, Apostle, Apostle Ernest, um, Apostle, uh, what's the other one? Apostle Prophet Amelia. They are doing some great, great work in their countries and in their churches. Yet we've never met face to face. Yeah, There are certain people who don't know when good comes their way. There are certain people who don't know when good has visited them. They play games with what is good. Now, let's carry on. Oh, I can see Oman Oman saying, Good evening, Apostle. Uh, love the teaching. God bless you. He says, Sometimes I see shadow like someone passed in front of me or near me. That's a sign you're prophetic. And some people think they're bewitched. <laughs> but oh, I think I'm bewitched. There are always things in my house, like things are walking and things are moving. It's because you're sensitive spiritually. That's why you're able to notice what others don't notice. So what you need to do is start talking in tongues more consistently. Okay? Start talking in tongues more consistently. So that your spirit is energized. And then get into the word of God. So that you get used to the way God speaks. And the more of the word you have in your spirit. The more of the word of God you have in your spirit, the more power and authority you have. So that when you say, in the name of Jesus, you evil spirit, get out, it will go. So if a devil has ever sat on your chest, choking you and stopping you from talking and stopping you from breathing, and, and for a moment you're paralyzed, unable to breathe, unable to talk, your eyes could be open, they could be closed, and you're hearing noises, sometimes you don't hear anything, sometimes you see things, sometimes you don't, but you feel like you're helpless. It's a sign you're a prophetic person. You need to take your authority, rebuke those spirits. That thing will reduce. It won't go away instantly. The paralysis will reduce gradually until it reaches a point where you're not scared when it happens. Because you know that you are entering into the realm of a trance. That's how trances happen. And then after some time, you'll hear the spirit coming from a distance. You'll kick it before it even gets into your system. And after that, you'll start now seeing other spirits like angels of God. You'll start seeing Jesus. you start seeing the Holy Spirit. Did you know that the Holy Spirit looks like you? Did you know the Holy Spirit has a face, has hair, has a mouth, has a nose, has hands, has teeth, just like you? You can see him. You can talk to him. Okay? It's only that if you're not prophetic, you won't see him. But if you're prophetic, you will see him. But first, learn 
that nothing is wrong with you, that everything is okay with you. Glory to God. You're being trained. God is opening your eyes to see in the prophetic. That's why these things happen. You know, sometimes you walk into your room and then you get goosebumps. Or you walk into a place and you sense, you know, goosebumps. And then your heart starts racing. Look, you sensed demons. What you need to do is in the mighty name of Jesus, you evil spirit, get out of this place. And after that, they will leave that place and you just continue doing your own thing, okay? Glory to God. There are certain animals and certain birds that have demonic spirits with them. So that if you see them in the night especially, you get goosebumps. You know, you feel a flush all over you. You know, like you break into cold sweat. Instead of being afraid, realize that you are sensing spirits. You are growing in discernment. You have just discerned the spirit. So what you're supposed to do is paralyze it. Say, you spirit bringing fear or manifesting here, I paralyze you in Jesus' mighty name. These things the men and women of God in the Bible went through, and I'm going to give you scriptures. Let's go to the book of Genesis 15, verse 12 to 14, to show you that Abraham went through this paralysis. Genesis 15, verse 12 to 14, the Bible says, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. So this guy fell asleep and suddenly the whole place just became dark. And he was so horrified. He got, he got so scared. Are you getting that? And after that, Abraham hears a voice. And who is talking? God speaks. Why would God speak after darkness falls upon Abraham? And after horror comes upon him? Why didn't God just come with light? It's because Abraham had to defeat the demons first. Remember when he offered the sacrifice and cut the meat pieces into halves, but didn't cut the birds, that the demons came to devour the sacrifices. They came in the form of birds. I've taught you before. Demonic spirit look like birds, especially birds of prey, like a vulture, with the exception of an eagle, because an eagle stands for the prophetic, an eagle stands for a holy angel of God. But the others like the vulture and the lion, the owl, the vulture, all these uh, stalks, marabou stalks and the like, when you see them in the spiritual realm, you're seeing evil spirits because they look exactly like evil spirits. So Abraham sees these birds coming and he shoes them off. And after that, he suddenly gets into a trance and this darkness comes and covers him exactly as it happens to you. Suddenly a shadow comes over you and you're paralyzed and you're feeling afraid and you don't know what to do. That's what happened to Abraham. Oh, Jesus, if somebody would be paying attention, this would help you tremendously. This would help you tremendously. This thing came upon Abraham, and for a moment he's stiff and paralyzed. And then after that, the Lord speaks to him in verse 13. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that's not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. So you see, the horror and the terror he was feeling was the prophetic inclination that the Israelites would be in Egypt for 430 years and they shall be afflicted. They would go through some horrific things. And verse 14, And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. So God tells Abraham about what will happen to his children long before he even gets a child. God tells him what would happen hundreds of years later. So when God 
is teaching you to be a prophetic person, you'll experience these things. But most people don't know that that's how God teaches you to be a prophetic person, to be his mouthpiece, to be somebody he can trust and send to do his work. Glory to God. I can see um, a, a apostle prophet Amelia saying, enjoying the message from Malaba, Kenya. Bless you so much. God bless you. I love you so very much, man of God. I've just been praising you based on the great work that you were doing ever since we met. Glory to Jesus. I can see Miss Gab saying, okay, that's my precious daughter. I love you so much. She's also saying what? What is this, my baby? Uh, W-Y-E, what does that mean? Oh, this is a sign of currency, money. Apples is watching too. Love you so very much. God bless you, my dear Megan Elias. God bless you. Love you so much. Oh, my people are all alert. Today I'm on fire. I'm sorting people out. Uh, Francis, oh, Apostle, speaking of prophetic tool, I forgot to ask you, is everyone having their tool? And if yes, how do we find out ours? Okay, prophetic tools. Um, there's something you like to do. Maybe you like whistling. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you like whistling. Maybe you like dancing. Maybe you like singing. Yeah, those are the tools of the prophetic. Have you noticed some prophets will dance and dance, for example, the prophet Jeremiah Omoto he will dance for probably 30 minutes before he starts prophesying that's his tool okay people think this guy just loves dancing you know it's that dance that activates the prophetic every prophetic person has something they do during prophecy or before prophecy unless you're called into the office of a prophet where you don't need to do anything you are living prophecy and you walk in prophecy is walked in do you see? There are people who are born prophets like Jeremiah. There are people who are made prophets like Amos. If you look at the book of Amos chapter 7, the Bible says, I was a shepherd boy and I took care of grapes. And then God called me and said, go and speak to my people. So he was made a prophet through impartation. There are people who become prophets by being in the environment of the prophets. Like Samuel, like Saul, King Saul. King Saul became a prophet when he interacted with prophets who were playing harps and singing and prophesying. Then he also began to prophesy. That's how King Saul became a prophet. Okay? And there are many other people. There are those who are trained to be prophets. There are those who are born prophets. Uh, most Practically all witches, wizards, and sorcerers were born to be prophets, but they did not follow the ways of God. So the devil uses their gifts in a negative sense, okay? So your prophetic tool is that thing you like to do. Some people, it's just shouting. The moment you shout like this, for example, Joshua's prophetic tool was only shouting. They shouted and the walls of Jericho fell down. You see, Joshua's approach was about shouting. And then use of the sword. At some point he met Jesus himself. And he was about to fight Jesus. He tells Jesus, are you for us or against us? Tell me now. And Jesus says, oh, neither. I'm not, I'm not for you. I'm not against you. I'm not on anybody's side. You see. Then later realize, oh, oh, king of kings and lord of lords. Joshua was always ready with his sword. Always ready with his sword. And shouting. You see. So there are some, some simple things. Yeah. If you watch, for example, Prophet Major One, there are times when he goes, yeah, and you think he's just kidding. You know, understand how prophetic people do their things. There are noises they make that activate the prophetic. Okay. Sometimes, for example, the late uh, great prophet of God, Prophet T.B. Joshua, he would just walk up and down, walking. 
That was his prophetic thing. Just walking. He walks from one end to the other end and just keeps walking. The whole service is just walking. You know? And then after that, he never says a word. He just shakes his hands and things happen. Okay? Because that one, he was born a prophet. Okay? So that's the reason why, even though his knowledge of the word of God was not so acute, but he was very helpful in the body of Christ because he was born one. He was born a prophet. Are you getting that? So for us who are um, apostolic, we can explain these things to you. So those are what we call tools of the prophetic. Some people like using anointing oil. Prophets especially love to use anointing oil, anointing water, a prayer show, a handkerchief, stickers, all those things. Those are called prophetic tools. Yeah, um, our apostles don't use those things because God has given us the revelation of the word. So we only speak. We rarely use anointing oil or anointed material. But if you find somebody using anointed material, please don't criticize them because that's their tool, okay? Some people like music, like Pastor Benny Hinn. At the moment he sings, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. The prophetic comes into play and miracles start happening. Remember, you cannot operate miraculously without the prophetic, okay? And then another prophetic tool for Pastor Benny is the word touch. Touch. So the Spirit of God revealed to him that any moment you want me to release power, say touch. Okay? In fact, Pastor Benny wanted to say catch. When you're praying for somebody and they're about to fall, so you're selling his protocol, catch, as in catch the person about to fall. And every time he tried to say catch, the word touch would come out of his mouth. Touch, touch, touch. Until he asked the Holy Spirit, why can't I say catch? I'm not ever saying touch. And the Spirit of God told him that is the prophetic tool. That's the activator of the power of God in your life. So when you say it, power is released. Okay? I hope uh, Franz Mwepe have answered you appropriately. I can see Lily L is online. Love you so very much, my dear. Lily L. God bless you. Love you so very much. Okay. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, my, my daughter keep tell, keeps telling me she loves me. I love you, my precious one. She's practicing how to use these things. I'm so proud of her. Okay, have you, going, have you guys understood sleep paralysis that even Abraham went through it? So things like nightmares. You're dreaming so much and you're ever in nightmares. Oh, let me also help you. Fear of darkness. You're afraid. You've been afraid of darkness for a long time. It means there's a prophetic gift in you. Why are you afraid of it? There's a reason you feel afraid of darkness. Because when you go in there, you start sensing spirits. That's why you feel the fear. That means you are sensitive spiritually. You're prophetic. You're able to sense something else in this room other than just me. There are other things in the room and you're always right because they're demonic spirits. They like coming in the night into people's rooms or into people's spaces. Remember the devil is the prince of darkness. You operate in the dark. Okay? So you keep your light on the whole night. Yeah? Once you defeat those spirits, you'll switch off your light and you won't have any fear at all. After some time, you'll find the demons are so weak, so you don't, you don't fear them anymore, all right? Fear is a crazy thing. You can't tell somebody to stop being afraid. No, they have to be delivered and they have to grow before the fear goes. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how much you try to reason with them. Fear is irrational. You can't reason it out. And most people can't talk about the things that they feel afraid of because they, they think somebody's going to laugh at them. For example, you know, there are people who are afraid of the phone. Just the phone rings and, and they, they, they become afraid. You know, that's the sign you're prophetic. Because 
The reason you reacted to that phone call that way is because your spirit sense every spirit in the person calling and around that phone. You see, that's why you reacted that way. So if you start learning that, oh, I'm just sensitive in the spirit, then you won't fear picking up your phone calls anymore or texting people. All right? And there are people who are afraid to hurt others. You're afraid to disappoint people. You're afraid to make people upset. It's a sign you're prophetic because you have the compassionate heart of Jesus. Are you getting me? Today, I'm just going to deliver you guys completely so that you don't start thinking you're weird or something wrong is happening to you or with you. You realize God has called you. There's an anointing in your life. And again, temper. People who are hot-tempered, they are called into the prophetic. They easily cry or they easily get angry. It's because you have passion within you. You see, like Moses. Moses used to get angry so much because of the prophetic gift he had. He could see so much that was going wrong and he wondered why the Israelites could not correct them. So you always got angry. Now, we're not saying that you should maintain temper tantrums, but I'm telling you that these negative things are a sign you're a prophetic person. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Okay? They're a sign you're a prophetic person. And the devil will always attack you or let me use, not use the word attack because the moment you're saved, the devil has nothing on you. The devil always try to block your gifting, the area you are gifted. Show me one drunkard and I'll tell you that the person is a prophet. Show me one drug addict, somebody addicted to drugs. I'll tell you the person's a prophet. Tell me, show me somebody struggling with, with their sexuality, any form of struggle with sexuality, and I'm, I'm going to show you a prophet. Because the devil attacks you in the area that God wants to use you in the most. The devil comes to block. Let me use the word block. Attack. It's just that people use the word attack. But the word attack doesn't happen to Christians. We don't get attacked. We are too strong to be attacked. But the devil can manipulate things around to block you. Okay? So the enemy will try to block you in the area of your strength. So if you feel afraid, for example, shyness is a sign you're prophetic. That, oh, I don't want to be around people. I just want to be on my own. Because God is calling into prayer, prolonged hours of prayer, so that when you come out of your prayer closet, you're bold enough to face people. So th those who find shy, and, and they may look bold, but inside their hearts they feel shy. That's a sign you're prophetic. So these are reasons God is opening your eyes to be a prophetic person. That's why you're going through the things you're going through. I can see my precious son, Daryl, saying, Love you, Dad. I'm really enjoying the life you Wow, I love you, my precious son, the strength of my youth. The guy who's taken over from me. He's already taken over. Yeah? I'm just training him now so that he can run things and I'll just be in the advisory board. Glory to Jesus. Erin Kaburo, love you so much. She says, Thank God I'm not weird. Getting you very clear. Hallelujah. Yes. Musicians are all prophetic. If you love music or if you're a musician, there are people who collect music. They love to hear music. You should see them with their earphones. They're in another world. That's a sign you're prophetic. Because music is a spiritual thing. It's not natural one bit. It's a spiritual thing. Musical sounds are all spiritual codes. Okay? So if you love music, you love dancing, you respond to music so well, there is something prophetic about you. That's what the devil wanted to kill you in that road accident. That's what the devil wanted to kill you with some strange disease. That's the reason why you have marks on your body. Because the enemy came for you. But he never succeeded. Are you getting that? Alright. Look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 21. Genesis 2 21, the Bible says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. 
and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof instead. So to create Eve, Adam had to go through this type of, of sleep. In fact, in uh, Hebrew, it's called tardema. Tardema. T-A-R-D-E-M-A-H. Tardema. Tardema. That's what it's called in Hebrew. It's like a deep sleep that is prophetic. A deep sleep that is prophetic. I can see my precious friend Judy this online. Love you so very much, my dear. Okay. Tardema. You fall asleep and suddenly you're hearing things or seeing things. Your eyes could be closed, but you're seeing right through a wall. You're seeing right through the roof. Have you ever laid down on your bed and suddenly the roof didn't exist? You're seeing all the way up to the stars. You're a prophetic person. And so many times God has sent you to heaven, he didn't even know it was heaven. Because heaven looks like the earth. Yeah, it has plants, it has grass, except it doesn't have the sun, it doesn't have the moon. Those you will not find in heaven. So if you look up to the constellation in heaven, you won't see the sun, you won't see the moon. But you'll see a blue cover and you'll see a rainbow if you're, if you're close to the throne. If you're far away from the throne, you might think you're just in a nice grassy land with lots of forests. Okay? Or a hilly side. Or by some river. It looks quite natural. Okay? And some of you have been there and you thought, hmm, I had a dream I was in a beautiful garden with flowers. You are in heaven. And by the way, you can go to heaven at will. Because that's your country. You're a citizen there. God can't stop you from going to your country back and forth. Okay? You can go to heaven at will. But I'll teach you how to recognize, how to discern that where you are is called heaven. I'll also teach you to discern that where you are is called hell. A lot of you have experienced dreams of hell. This grayish thing, it looks like some of those things you watch on TV where things are green and they're dripping strange things and you hear strange sounds and it's grayish like it's just been burnt with fire or something and it looks like soot and ash and mountains just look gray and sad. That's hell. Except that you are not in the part of hell that punishes. God is teaching you, showing you how these things look so that when you read the Bible, you understand it better. Okay? Glory to Jesus. Let me open the eyes of God's people. Let me open the eyes of God's people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Now, Oman, Oman says, so if you feel like sound, like waves and it disappears, that means you're prophetic. Sometimes I say, speak, Lord, listening, but can't hear anything. Now, when you hear some of those sounds, engage the enemy fast. Rebuke demonic spirits. Because they come to cloud the voice of God. Okay? Remember how God spoke to Elijah. There was thunder. There was lightning. There was earthquake. And the Bible says God was not in those noises. And after that, that there was a still, small voice. So silence the noises of the enemy by telling the enemy, Get out of my way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Get out of my way. After that, you'll hear God in a still, small voice. You might just open the Bible and the whole message is unraveled just before your eyes just by reading a simple part of scripture okay so for adam to produce eve out of his ribs he had to go through this same situation it's a prophetic thing when god wanted to give birth to the church you'll go through some of these things first okay now let's see 
what Job went through. And God was teaching Job about his prophetic calling. In Job chapter 4, verse 13 to 16, the Bible says, In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. You are so paralyzed during that time. Yeah. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up like goosebumps. Are you getting this? Yeah. It stood still, but I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before my eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice say, Now, Oman, Oman, you see, this is what you're going through. Something like a shadow passes by you. Job went through that, but this was Satan, the devil himself. He was coming to question Job's dependence and faith in God, but Job defeated him ultimately. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Are you getting help, you wonderful people? Now, Job 4 verse 17. The devil is now talking to Job. Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? He was mocking Job. You know, he's the one who attacked Job with those diseases. Now I need to tell you, if sickness has messed your body, if you've gone through a tough time in life, if you've gone through divorces, you've gone through rejection, you've gone through accidents, you've gone through maladies, diseases, sicknesses, being fired from one job to another, being rejected from one relation to another, there is something prophetic about you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. All right. Now... Jesus himself experienced the devil before he became a great man. Remember the 40 days fast and 40 nights? And the devil was there talking to him, telling him, turn these stones into bread, because Jesus was feeling extremely hungry. Jump over this cliff. The angel, over the roof, the angels will, will hold you. The devil was even quoting for Jesus, Psalm 91. He'll give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You will not dash your feet against a stone. And Jesus consistently said, it is written, it is written. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to succeed in life? Know the Bible so that when the enemy comes your way, you can say, the Bible says, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I can see my precious friend Judith says, the more I hear you teach, the more comforted I get. Amen. I bless you, my precious one. Love you so very much. Apostle uh, Prophet Omelia says, sure, sir, you're really opening my eyes. I feel so much privilege to learn this. I love you very much. I love you too, man of God. You're amazing. You're wonderful. And the world is yet to see what you're made of. The world is yet to see what you're made of. When you meet a prophetic person who loves to learn, then you've met a world changer. And that's who you are. And your other brothers, you know, Apostle Matthew, uh, Apostle Ernest, and the other prophets in our prophetic group, when you find a bunch of men of God who have, have their own churches, where they're willing to be taught, they're willing to be trained, then you've met world changers. The world is yet to hear you guys. Keep going. Keep going strong. I've got your back. I've covered you. I pray for you. Nothing can defeat you. In Jesus' mighty name, my precious sister Nelly says I'm getting blessed. Hallelujah. Now, Job 33 verse 15 to 16, the Bible says, In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he opens the ears of men and seals the instruction. Look at that. It's called Tardema. T-A-R-D-E-M-A-H. So you're not weird. Yeah? Have you ever got so angry on the road because people are not following traffic rules? You're prophetic. 
Now you need to sharpen that gift. Okay? They call you a perfectionist. No, you're not a perfectionist. You're prophetic. Okay? You want things to be done correctly and perfectly. Those are signs God is opening your eyes to be prophetic. Why? Because he's excellent. God is perfect in all his ways. He does things right. But you grow into perfection. You're not born into it. Okay? Glory to Jesus. All right. Now, that number one was sleep paralysis. Now, let's go to number two, flashes of light. So many of you see flashes of light, flickers of light. You Even now, just close your eyes and you see lots of light in your eyes. Yeah? Different colors of light. Sometimes they're flashes. Sometimes it's like, you know, fireflies or shooting stars. When you see things like that, it means you're seeing angels. But you need to be sharpened a bit more so that the angels become apparent so that you can... You can form their shapes. Because angels appear sometimes as apparitions, as a mist. You get that? Or just light, a flicker of light. So as you grow in the things of God and in hearing God's voice, and as you reject the notion that you're weird, that you're ever seeing things, when you close your eyes, you see things. Yeah? <laughs> you're prophetic. Now, as you grow in these things, the angels will become more apparent to you. Their shape and their form will become clearer and they'll even start talking to you. You get that? An angel, when an angel talks to you, you almost think somebody's talking from behind. They like talking from behind even when they're in front of you. You turn around like, oh, who called my name? And how often have you had angels calling your name and they told you somebody? When you're just about to fall asleep, you snooze the beat and you hear, Joseph, Joseph, sometimes in echo. Yeah, Joseph, 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 at a distance. And you think, hmm, what's going on? Sometimes, half asleep, half awake, you can hear people talking around. Mumble, mumble, mumbling around. Yeah, You are prophetic. You're entering into the trance realm. The realm where God now seals your instructor. Tardema realm. Okay? Glory to Jesus. Judith says, I'm not weird. <laughs> you know, prophetic people will look and act weird, but they are not weird. Ben O'Lord says, wonderful presentation. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. You need to understand these things. They're all in the Bible. So, flashes of light. It's a sign angels are with you. You close your eyes and you see flashes of light. I remember as a young child, I used to see so much vivid color. Especially before I would go to sleep. God would give me a vision of heaven. I would see all these things. But anytime I told my siblings, they would rebuke me and tell me I'm lying, you know. So I stopped talking to them about it. But when I started, I started reading the Bible, I found these things were there. So God had called me a long, long time ago. Okay, so Ezekiel 1 verse 13 to 14. The Bible says, As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, flickering flames of fire. And like the appearance of lamps, as in torches, you know, flashlight. It's flashing and flashing. It flashes and stops, flashes and stops, okay? It went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. You see, it appears and disappears. It means you're seeing living creatures. You see, Hashmalim, you're seeing Herubim, you're seeing... Ophanim, those are names of angels in the book of Ezekiel chapter 1. These are the angels that appear as flashes of light. It, it comes as a tiny one. But as you get more and more accustomed to the things of God, the lights become brighter and stronger and you'll start seeing visions exactly the way Ezekiel saw them in Ezekiel chapter 1. God is the same. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. 
Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Prince George says, praise God, Apostle, I always experience this prophetic dream. Uh, so I call myself, uh, I saw myself poop feces in toilets, then there was a force of water passing by. Now, poop, I'll explain to you in the future, but whenever you see poop in your dream, it means the enemy wants to disgrace you. Okay? I've taught about this before, but I think I need to repeat when I was interpreting dreams for people. It means the enemy wants to disgrace you. You're supposed to grow to a higher level, but the enemy wants to smear you and bring you down. Okay? So whenever you wake up after seeing poop dreams or you're in a dream where things are dirty and it's weird and you're jumping over puddles of water and it's also rotten things and all that. The devil wants to disgrace you. That means there's tremendous grace in your life. Remember, the devil can point out at your calling depending on what he focuses on. There's tremendous grace in your life, but the devil wants to disgrace you. When you wake up in the morning, tell the devil you're a liar. In the name of Jesus, my grace is strong and powerful and I'm going to rise above every obstacle in the mighty name of Jesus. So don't fear. Dreams are prophetic words. Don't fear them, whether they look negative or what. It is information God is giving you and God empowers you so that you know what to do with that information. So never fear, even if you see somebody's dead or you see your own self dead. Don't worry. Okay, because the resurrection power is on your tongue. Okay, so all dreams are good dreams. There's no bad dreams, even nightmares, okay? Now the next one, if you want to know that God is opening your eyes to prophesy, you'll have itchy eyes. You'll have, you always scratching your eyes, always scratching your eyes. And your eyes are mostly bloodshot, always reddish in color, bloodshot, okay? Itchy eyes, that means the demons that blocked your eyes from seeing spiritually are being cast out. As they're being cast out, they cause itches, especially around the place where tears come out. This side of your eye, you know, this part of your eye. You find yourself ever scratching that, ever scratching this part, this part of your eye, okay? Your eyes are opening, you'll start seeing in the spirit, so don't worry, okay? Uh, it's not a medical condition, and if it is, it's okay to take your medicine, but I'm telling you something deeper than medicine here. Glory to Jesus, okay? And that usually would happen in the night. And it's mostly accompanied by congestion of the nose. You find yourself sneezing, you know, you sneeze real strong. <laughs> You're sneezing demons out. And sometimes your nose is running. And you think, what's wrong with me? And sometimes you have a, a dull ache on one side of your head. So that when you shake your head like this, you feel like your brain is shaking in there. Have you ever experienced these things? It's a sign God is using in the prophetic and is casting out the demons that came to stop you from being a prophetic person, the person God wants to use. So be encouraged in Jesus' mighty name. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4, the Bible says, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe to keep them from seeing the light of the glorious gospel of the Messiah, who is the image of God. So the demons block you. You don't see the light. And when the power of God comes upon you because you've learned to pray and to study the word of God, these demons will start leaving your eyes. They're mostly serpent spirits and you'll feel tremendous itches. That will also include itches in your ears. Sometimes swollen gums as well. That's how those spirits leave you. Okay? They leave you that way. After some time, it will be so easy for you to interact with the spiritual realm. Okay? The fourth one, burning sensation or tearing of the eyes. You walk into a place and you think, okay, what's going on in the air? Why are my eyes burning? 
and, and it's tears. Suddenly tears are coming out of your eyes when you're actually quite fine. It means God wants to show you something in that particular place. So what you need to say is, Father, I'm ready. Show me what you would like me to see. And when you see that thing, the burning sensation will end. Okay? Acts 9 verse 3 to 8. The Bible says, And Saul traveled along and was approaching Damascus. A light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. You see? The flashes of light. You see that in the Bible? Okay? He dropped to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The voice said, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. So some of those flashes of light could be Jesus himself. But you thought so small about yourself that you thought only Paul goes through that, not, not me. Yet Paul says, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Okay. The Bible says Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. He was exactly like us. So don't think these things are just for Paul. They're for you as well. Glory to God. Okay. He said, uh, who are you, Lord? And the voice said, I'm Jesus who you are persecuting. Number six. Verse 6, now get up, go into the city, and you'll be told what you are to do. Okay? Meanwhile, the men who were traveling with Saul were standing speechless, for they heard the voice, but didn't see anyone. Look at that. They didn't see anyone, but they just said, ooh, sounds. Okay? Verse 8, when Saul got up off the ground, he couldn't see anything. You see, his eyes were blocked. Even though his eyes were open, he couldn't see anything. So his companions took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. Now Ananias later came and helped open his eyes and Paul began to preach with tremendous power, seeing great visions. But first it started like blindness. It's like you're losing your sight. They call it cataracts. They call it, I don't know what, uh, whatever they, they call it. But you think you're losing your sight, but no, God is training you how to see in the deeper realm. All right. Glory to God. Apelles says, I'm so encouraged. God bless you, my dear. I want you people to operate in the prophetic with tremendous power. Francis, I dreamed of walking in the air, but I couldn't see um, what is driving me. I saw myself right in front of cornfield that was used to plow, that was used to plow on it, and the bus crossed in front of me, but one wheel went into a pit, but another bus came and dragged the stuck bus out of the pit. Okay. If you're walking in the air, it means you're in the spirit. They that wait upon the Lord shall they shall renew their strength, shall run and not grow weary, shall walk and not faint. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Isaiah 40 verse 31. Mounting up with wings. That means you're prophetic. You're mounting up with wings as, as an eagle. And, um, and then what else do we have? Uh, and you said, you saw in front of you a cornfield. A cornfield stands for the world. The Bible says the field is white to be harvested. It's the places where God wants us to preach the gospel. That's the cornfield. The bus stands for ministry. When it gets stuck, another bus comes and drags it out. That means deliverance. Okay. Glory to Jesus. Now, let me say bye-bye to my uh, podcast audience. But before that, if you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross of my sin and rose again for my justification today. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. Glory to God. So podcast audience, I love you so very much. I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. This is Joseph Helen, your friend. Bye-bye.